Well, it's over now to the land of the free and the home of the brave. He may be free, but he's not brave. It's Michael Graham. Okay, George, I'm hang on. I got I got to sit back down now. You you play the national anthem. I have to stand up, and the microphone is <laughs> down on this table. So we're here yeah. now. Hello, I, greetings, uh, salutations, welcome. Uh, yeah, we we're near the debate. Um, increasingly now, the odds are on President Trump, and every uh, Trump. <laughs> no, listen to me. They're every- not on President Trump. The odds are not there. People need to understand that that it is. Technically possible for President for Barack Obama for, for Donald Trump to win the White House, but when you look at the state by state breakdown and you look at the consistent lead in the polls, Hillary has had this lead. It sometimes it's shrunk to three, sometimes it's expanded to eight, but she's just had this consistent four to six point lead in the polls, and she still hasn't dropped the big right. stuff on Trump. <clears throat> so it's going to take some kind of astonishing performance in the debate or some other extra factor. And I'm not dismissing those. Hillary Clinton could have another fainting spell. Yeah. Uh, the Russians have all of her emails, as do the Chinese and anyone else who wanted them because she illegally put them on a basement server. So the, the Russians could release something in October. But setting those things aside, it's very unlikely that these coalition of right. states that Donald Trump has can get him to 270 electoral votes. All right. But, uh, by the way, Stephen Daunt's undaunted column on Newstalk.com is some good analysis on the election. But the the thing that I think could push uh, uh, Trump over the line Mm -hmm. is atrocities. And when you see the appalling performance of Obama on the atrocities, I think increasingly Mm -hmm. Americans are going to say, we want a president who's going to not make America great, make America safe. No, I, I, you would think that. But interestingly, Donald Trump did not get a surge in the polls after, for example, the horrifying Orlando attack. Now, remember, this was an Islamist attack by an openly Islamist guy whose dad is a Taliban sympathizer living openly in the United States. Then I know the European media tried to play it as, well, this was some kind of anti-gay crime, blah, blah, blah. No, it was, it was open. Fifty people slaughtered in the name of Islamist jihad. And but Donald what Trump about did not New get a York bump in New the polls. What about no, I agree with you. So and and so, where is the bump in the polls? And I'm not. I'm, once again, I'm. There, there's Don't a, mind the polls. What is mm-hmm. Obama doing? He's. Oh he, no no no! Obama is is a, is a fiasco, a disaster. Anybody who hasn't been convinced yet that he's the worst president in the modern era, I urge you go to uh, to the WashingtonExaminer.com website. I did a video uh, for them called The Obama Legacy. I talked to some very smart people. It's about 10 minutes long, and it wraps it up. But I also will say, George, that I am one of those Americans who refuses to hear criticism from Europe about our gutless, feckless president from gutless, feckless Europeans who refuse to do anything. Another 50 people died yesterday trying to get to Europe because of the idiotic come, we want your refugees policy. Um, You have uh, uh, more Islamists have been caught among your refugees in Europe because of your gutlessness. You've left the world to to burn because you don't have the courage to pick up a bucket and put out the fire, and then you're complaining that the embers are floating into your house. I'm sorry, I can't criticize Obama without criticizing you, you cowards. But what, apparently Russia and Syria didn't bomb uh, a UN convoy. Yes, they did. Of course they did. I know, but... Everybody knows they did. Europe knows they did. But you don't have any testicles. And so without testicles, you can't do man things. And the world needs manhood. And that's one of the reasons why Trump is outperforming his 
his uh, natural level as a not very smart, you know, disgusting dirtbag exactly. is because at least he's a man. I mean, how I just hear it all the time. It wasn't Russia and it wasn't Syria. Then who was it? Like, was it aliens? Were they bombs from Mars? <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, wait, wait, wait. I know who it was because I watch America. I don't know if the same in Europe, George, but I watch a lot of American entertainment, a lot of spy shows, 24 terrorism shows. You know who the terrorists always are? White American businessmen. That's who did it. Somewhere, somewhere, Halliburton and the KKK got together to bomb that convoy with their secret Confederate Army Air Force. Okay. That's how they did it. And that's how stupid the world is that we live in. And that's why I have to ask you again, George. I tweeted out today on IMM Graham a line from the European document of whatever you guys call that thing that was invoked in a court case this week about custody, and I don't want to get involved in the details, but it was a, a kid born in Europe, his mother wasn't here, and there was some problem, blah, blah, blah. And the court said that the purpose of European citizenship is to override national citizenship so that you are always protected as a European citizen and you know, and the fact that you're a member of some individual con country is secondary. Why would the Irish do that, George? Why Do you really want to be Europeans and not Irish? Well, I, I agree. I think, I think there's a major worry about this. Uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of guys in, in Brussels who are bureaucrats for Europe who have no allegiance to anybody, not even their own countries. They have only allegiance to, them, to, to themselves and their pension schemes, uh, and they want a federal Europe. There's no question about that about it. And make no mistake, that's what they want. And, and the British, like you talk about Euroweenies, the British... British have testicles. They stood up to Europe and yep. said, get lost. But listen, um, coming from South Carolina, I was always astonished that based on the diet you had as a kid, uh, you remained undernourished. Please explain how you survive fat kids in America since the whole population is fat. Well, I will tell you, George, I was actually a fat kid. I right. weighed a hundred, I weighed 145 pounds. I don't know how many kilometers Ten that stone. is. 140, whatever, 145 pounds in the fourth grade, which would be like eight, nine years old. I no. was 165 pounds in the sixth grade, but my parents, uh, put the, and they, they never, they never told me, but they put the whole family, my sister and I, all of us on this kind of, you know, health quote, healthy diet. I also started playing basketball and the combination of the two, uh, by the time I finished high school, I was a normal weight, but I have, I'm one of those people that if I let it go, I immediately bulk up. In fact, as you know, I just changed jobs. I'm now doing this thing with the Washington, you know, this DC thing. And in that three or four months of the moving and the stress, whatever, I didn't do any exercise. I didn't watch what I ate at all. And I gained well, you, I like have to tell you, weeks. you brought me to the Cheesecake Factory. Yes. And as a result of the lunch I had with you, I gained 14 pounds. <laughs> oh, just a lunch. Just, I mean, you mentioned the South. I mean, we're talking about people who take things that are healthy, like collard greens, which are basically rural Southern kale, and we stew them with hog's feet to get the fat out so we can have unhealthy green vegetables. That's how, and, but my point is, that's the, those are the dietary choices before us. You ask about being fat, not being fat. It's because of individual decisions, which is why the idiocy of this sugar tax that you guys are talking about. First right. of all, we know it doesn't work. Mexico imposed a massive sugar tax, and their consumption of sugary drinks is now back up and above what it was before the tax. It, they had a little dip, and then people decided they wanted their Coke, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we've tried in the United States. No connection to obesity. We forced restaurants. You must post your calorie count <laughs> by each menu. 
menu item, no impact on obesity. There is only one thing that will affect obesity, and that is you stopping shoving stuff in your mouth. So unless the state is going to come and take your kid away from you so you can stop stuffing stuff in its mouth, that's the only government, quote, solution. The reason we bring you on every Friday is you always lose track in a major item and chase chase (laughs) the minor items. Uh, It's entertaining, but it's rubbish. The reason you lost weight was you played basketball. And they are yeah, no, 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 no. It was it was it was input too. I mean, I, I I'm not a super expert on this because of the talk radio shows I've done. I've had to research it again and again to a certain degree. And my okay. understanding is, and I'm open All to right. more information, okay. is that input is the key. That All input right. is calorie control far more impactful okay. on weight than exercise. All right. Coming up next, here come the girls, and, and, and Michael Graham is the only fellow I know who would qualify for a feminine team.